Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe From the city of Los Angeles, the city of angels, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio video platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, and so many more. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM. And number two, Caregiver Podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60. And number two, again, on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Dr. Mitra Ray talking to you about why it's important for caregivers to have self-confidence. And before we get started with that interview, I want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, Debbie Clark, How to Balance Your Life in Extreme Challenges, The Parables Between Complex Parenting and Elderly Caregiving. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. Okay, enough of that. Dr. Mitra, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. I love to always ask my guests, just who is Dr. Mitra Ray and why was she placed on this earth? (laughs) That's a great question. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an all-encompassing question. You know, in my adult life, I really started out as a scientist and an engineer, and I wanted to always, I always wanted to make an impact in society with people. And I thought science was the way, and, and I still am a scientist to the core. However, it was my own health challenges and the challenges that my parents faced that led me down a path of actually leaving the world of research because I was, I was doing a lot of research. I was being paid by the National Institutes of Health and the American Cancer Society to study degenerative diseases such as cancer and Alzheimer's and to find a cure or you know a solution to these challenges that we all face today. But it was really my own health challenges that had me actually leave the walls of academia and research and seek out other alternative solutions. Now in today's world, it's now almost 30 years later since that time, And a lot has changed. And now more people are looking for complementary health care, etc. But for me, I learned more about taking care of myself once I left the big schools. Like I was I got my PhD at Stanford Medical Schools. I walked the halls with Nobel laureates, you know. But back then the answers just were not in those halls. So I had to leave those halls and seek out just about anything else to figure out. But I still had that engineering logical mind. So it still had to make sense for me. I wasn't going to buy into like total voodoo nonsense, (laughs) but I really started to, you know, 
put my thoughts on paper. I wrote my first book and I really addressed nutrition as the, as the first foundation for people to start looking at what you're putting into your mouth and how that affects every cell in your body. I'm a cell biologist, biochemist with a specialty in you know neuroscience. And so I really thought more on, on the cellular level, how can we feed these cells and what do they need to thrive? Yeah. And so that was how I got into sort of all, what people call alternative medicine and today is just more complementary medicine. Wow, you really are a scientist at heart. You always go back to that. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so you spent many years becoming an expert in nutrition. What motivated you to go into that direction as a scientist? That isn't a direction that a lot of scientists typically go into. Again, my own health. You know, I had just started a juicing regimen in order to increase my nutritional intake. And it was then uh, somebody introduced me to a, a, a whole food concentrate that was sort of cutting edge technology in the food sciences. It wasn't cutting edge in the sense of biochemistry. I immediately got the concept behind the product. And I realized, wow, I could never take vitamin supplements because that they give me nausea. However, I could take these whole food concentrates, basically fruit and vegetable concentrates. And I started realizing how important this was. At first, I thought it was a good idea, but when I took it and I got results, so I had these neck spasms that were just terrible. I was always hovering over a microscope. And I, when I wasn't hovering over a microscope, I was seeing a physical therapist to deal with this neck spasms. And then I started to take this product and it had, I, which I thought was just a good preventative idea because it made up for, you know, I'd have to juice the equivalent of like four or five glasses of juice made up of 30 different fruits and vegetables to get the same nutritional equivalent. So I wasn't going to do that, but I knew the technology could make it possible to make these concentrates. So I started to use them and then I started to research what all the components were. And then I realized how important it is for us to really lead a plant strong diet. And so I started to educate people and write books and do seminars and, you know, that just made me dig deeper. And every time somebody had a question, I learned from the questions people asked me. If I didn't know the answer, I'd dig deep and figure it out. And so I could answer them. And so here we are, about, almost, as I said, almost three decades later, and I've learned a lot about nutritional support along the are, way. Are you concerned about people in your profession who are always looking down and I've observed individuals as they get older, they start getting lower and lower and lower. Something happens to their spine. And the extreme is my uncle. He died in his 80s, 90s, and he could not straighten up. Yes. Um, what are you doing to prevent that? I mean, do you, do you periodically just straighten your posture and keep that head up to keep yeah. that spine. I don't know if that's because of osteoporosis or what. You're the scientist. Maybe you can tell me. <laughs> it, it's, it's literally a combination of bad habits and bad nutrition. Mm. Um, osteoporosis, because most people ha ha eat a very acidic diet that's rich in processed foods and animal products. Both are very acidic to the system. And we can't just take a calcium supplement to make up for it because mm. we need like leafy, lots of leafy greens in our diet. And we need to exercise and move 
the, you know, joints and the ligaments that, uh, that send a signal to the bones to take up nutrition. The bones don't have a circulatory system feeding them. So the only thing that triggers the bones to take up that nutrition, number one, is movement. So, you know, I'm also a certified yoga instructor, one of the many things I learned. And I'll tell you, going through that process, again, it helped me more than anything. And, I, and I've been able to turn around and help other people too, but I carry myself taller because of all the yoga training. So I always recommend yoga as one of the many ways you can start paying attention to your posture. And secondly, those leafy greens are, is where you're going to get the bioavailable calcium that you need, as well as plants in general will help alkalinate the body. Because what happens is that when we don't get, we, when, when our diet is acidic with too much processed food and too many animal products, then the body's looking for a source of an alkaline salt basically, that will help neutralize all that acidity. Uh -huh. That happens to be something called calcium bicarbonate that is in your bones. And it's really the bicarbonate that the body's interested in. And you know, like sodium chloride, sorry, I get a little geeky. Sodium chloride is a salt. It has two parts, a positive and a negative component. So the body utilizes the bicarbonate and the calcium part just drains out through your urine. So you lose calcium from your bones this way from an acidic diet. You can't just take a calcium supplement. That's not going to help because it's not that you're missing calcium. It's that you're draining calcium right. because of your acidic diet. So this yeah. is why we have to eat more plants. Yeah. My orthopedic surgeon has that problem where he's always down like that. And there's a friend at uh, Pat, one of the pastors at church is doing that too. And, you know, I mentioned it to both of them. I says, you know, you're going to have to straighten up because I have an uncle who couldn't straighten up after a while. Yes. And, you know, the way they take it, it's, it's like, uh, mind your own business, you know, it's like, right. Can, can they really improve or, or prevent that from happening just by, uh, being aware of their posture? I mean, is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, mm. I'm 57 years old turning. Wow. You sure soon. don't look it. Plants. Thank you. Nutrition. <laughs> Thank you. And, and honestly, even on the inside, um, my recent x-rays, ju just not at bone density scan, excuse right. me, showed that I have the bones of a 20 year old. You and know, Suzanne Summer said that about her husband. Um, he had jumped off this mountain trying to protect her because there was a, an intruder at the top of their Palm Springs house. And when he jumped that last thing, he was trying to act real macho. He broke his ankle. So when they were fixing his ankle up, they says, oh, my gosh, you have the bone density of a 21 year old. And Suzanne Summers took credit because that's because I give him now all natural hormones and blah, 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 you know, because she's a health mm -hmm. nut. Are you vegan also or not? Yes, I am. I, 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 I am because of ease, because it was just the simplest way to go for me. Really? And you don't miss meat or fish or any dairy. I don't know. No, um, it takes about, if you don't eat it for 90, well, if you don't eat it for three days, then physiologically you're over it. If you really? don't eat it for night, yes. If you don't eat it for 90 days, you end up changing out your microbiome so much that you no longer crave it because the cravings come from the bacteria mm. in your gut. So who, I ask people, who are you feeding? Are you feeding the good symbiotic bacteria in your gut? 
that will turn around and make you know what are called postbiotics. People don't understand. There's a there's prebiotics that, and then there's also postbiotics. Prebiotics are plants that the bacteria use, and then there's probiotics is just other bacteria which can help the environment, but that doesn't work as well. But when you have postbiotics or nutrients that the bacteria make that help us. And we need that for our gut yeah, health. Yeah, I take those um, uh, as everyone should, <laughs> but I take um, all natural. I, I buy raw sauerkraut from the health food store because yeah, I heard it's, it's much better than what you can buy on the market and much stronger, et cetera. But do you sell this stuff? I actually sell a, a line called Juice Plus, which I, you I've know has 40... 40- yeah, they have 42 clinical studies. So because it's, I mean, if you Google and They're ask- They're advertised on TV, right? Yeah. Um, they There's another copycat product that advertises on TV. Oh. There's a lot of copycats of Juice Plus, but Juice Plus is the only one with the clinical research. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. I've been looking at that every time that commercial comes on. And I, I used to be good at eating lots of fruits and vegetables, but you just get out of the habit. And I think that might really help me. Yeah, you can just go to mitraray.juiceplus.com and order some. You're an authorized (laughs) distributor. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Cool. Um, So that's not your main source of income, right? Or is it? Um, It it is a significant, because I've been doing that for a long time, and it is a very significant source of income after all these years. Yeah. Cool. Now, tell me what R rest is. I thought it was a typo when I first read it because R <laughs> is the small R and the rest is all capitalized. Yeah. It's like prescription rest, right? <laughs> um, it's an acronym. It's a very long acronym. It stands for rapid reprogramming of emotional stress technique. Wow. And it's, yeah. So it's a startup company that I started a couple of years ago with a couple of my co-founders and it really is a way to release emotional stress patterns that we've all generated during childhood. And one of the, one of the things that's really coming out in psychology and in the space of mental health is that all of our stress goes back to childhood. Really? It, it all starts in childhood. Explain. <laughs> okay. So when... <clears throat> The part of the brain that develops first is the emotional center. So we don't realize this, but babies are extremely emotionally sophisticated. In fact, more sophisticated than an adult who has a logical filter. So their logical prefrontal cortex are not going to be developed for 26 years. So for the first five years of your life, silly things that happen to an adult are traumatic to a child, okay? So for instance, let's say today you've just got, you you had this great job, you were really liking it, and then somehow there was something happened and you got fired or demoted or and you just lost that. And you say to yourself, this always happens to me. Every time I'm, I'm doing well, something comes in the way and stop and and my life gets turned upside down and you notice this pattern in your life well you can go to a you know counseling or whatever and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it forever but what we can do with rest is realize 
okay, let's talk about the emotions you're experiencing and attack and figure out. We have this like sort of magical way to access your subconscious mind. And when you first felt that way early in childhood, what was the original event? Mm. And we might find out like, oh, you were in the bathtub and you were having a good old time. You had created this imaginary world. You were playing with all your toys. And then mom comes along and says, it's time to go. Get up. And you're not ready yet. And so then you have this emotional experience but because you know as soon as you leave that bathtub, there goes your magical world. And you, there goes everything you just created for the last 20 minutes in your bathtub. So you have this traumatic experience. And your mom is just like, we got to go. You know, so, so your emotions are not soothed. Your mom has no idea the trauma you're experiencing. But it lays down this pattern in your emotional mind. And because you lived through that moment, it becomes what we call a survival pattern. So the next time you feel something similar, you trigger that pattern. And then it gets stronger and stronger. And then it becomes part of your belief system. And then you start to think every time I'm having a good time or I'm enjoying my life, something bad comes along and ruins it. So that's kind of like therapy, isn't it? It is therapy. So what we do is we basically go in. And we rewrite the original event. So once we rewrite the original event, the brain reorganizes itself and you never trigger that emotional pattern again. Well, can they often um, uh, remember what the event was or does that take some digging or hypnosis or whatever? Yeah, it it actually doesn't. the, The therapy doesn't require you to remember Maybe less than 10% of the people, I would say, maybe even as little as 1% are amazing that they can remember something that happened when they were three years old or five years old, but most people don't remember. And the beautiful thing is that you don't have to relive the trauma either. It's a very gentle way to release these patterns that live in all of us from our first five years of life. Well, it wouldn't be trauma anymore as an adult if they relived it, would it? Well, you, you could relive the, tr- sometimes people have, um, not often, but sometimes people will just release, maybe they'll have a cathartic tear come out or something, mm-hmm. but it's not like, you know, and it, and it even applies to things like PTSD. Why is it that two soldiers can watch something oh. horrible happen on the battlefield and one ends up with PTSD and the other doesn't? Well, the one that does triggered an early childhood experience that triggered a pattern. And so then it got stronger, right? And then every time they think about it, they relive it, relive it, relive it. But we don't have to relive that moment in the battlefield. We can go back to that moment, maybe somebody fired off a BB gun and you got scared. So it's a much less traumatic experience in the first place, you, you're an adult. You're like, oh, yeah, I was five years old. I got scared. It, it doesn't occur like a terrible thing. So it's a very gentle way to release the pattern. Wow. So how does our rest deal with burnout? Burnout is another, you know, words yeah, like what is, burnout. What is burnout? Yeah, what is definition. burnout? <laughs> well, <laughs> burnout, again, is a shorthand for a specific stress pattern that is triggering you and taking over your physiology And you just, what happens when we trigger these patterns is we lose access to our thinking, logical, and creative mind. The the brain signal goes down into the body and we're just in full burnout mode. You know, everything that you feel like my heart's racing. I feel like I can't do anything. I might as well quit. All those thoughts you're thinking, 
you're just on autoplay. <laughs> you're just autoplaying a pattern you established when you were little, when you maybe you were overtired and you didn't get to take a nap when you needed one. Yeah, you know, I have a great granddaughter. I, I've had nothing but daughters. I had three daughters and then a granddaughter and then great granddaughter. I don't think uh, there's any. Uh, well, I did have a couple of guys in my uh, line, but I'm noticing we were talking about this the other day, how, um, you know, she'll hold my hand, my finger. And and she was like doing this with it, you know, uh, digging into my hand, just uh, like a nervous habit with her fingernails. And um, her mother saw that. And I says, why is she doing that? And she says, oh, my God, that's what mom does. And then her mother, which is her grandmother, uh, my uh, great-granddaughter's grandmother, is getting complicated here, mm -hmm. uh, says, oh, my gosh, I do that, too. And, and my boyfriend finally said, why are you doing that? It drives me crazy. And, and then I thought about all the little patterns that we do. Some people eat their hair or lick their hair. And, and uh, me, I like to cross my, you know, just weird stuff. Yeah. Or take a, uh, a fabric and wrap it around your fingers. Things that we've done as a child that stay with us. And it just feels so good folding your hands this way as opposed to this way. Mm -hmm. Can you explain all of that? <laughs> well, those are a lot of different things that were happening. But some of the, what you were talking about, let's, let's go back to your granddaughter mm -hmm. pinching your finger. That sounds to me like that's, this is the other thing we deal with is generational trauma. <laughs> because it's in our epigenetics, you know, it's, it's like we, there's trauma from all our ancestors that also gets sort of in our DNA, so to speak, really? in our without even knowing about it, huh? without even knowing about it. So sometimes what comes up is not just your own childhood, but a generational trauma, where maybe um, something terrible happened. And, you know, we have a pretty brutal history as mankind. And we've done some horrible things to one another over time. So chances are pretty darn high that somebody in your lineage was hurt in some major way in the history of time. So how and do you deal with this child, uh, maybe when they get older, uh, that something happened to her grandmother? You know, how, yeah, how do you can, make that connection? We can, we can absolutely make that connection. We can do it even with when she's young. We can, you know, we, we can work on infants even. If, they, if there is a pattern, we just literally use, you know, we literally test for the stress that she's experiencing when she's doing that. We find at least one emotion. And then the rest technique is a step-by-step -step technique, which I can't, I can't just yeah. like explain it. You know, I can't like show so you. That the, the fact itself isn't a big All she has deal to be or doing isn't destructive. Is, You're saying, what is she thinking while she's doing that? What are the emotions? What are, what the, are emotions? the emotional patterns that has her do that? Because yeah, she has a strange look on her face when she's exactly. doing it. She's just daydreaming or, or not in this world. You know, she's somewhere she's self -soothing. else. She's self-soothing. She's self-soothing. Really? And, and so we can just find the pattern that has her needing to self-soothe like that. And this literally erase it. So maybe she heard, because uh, her mother just experienced a breakup, Maybe mm -hmm. she heard her parents yelling at each other or whatever, right. and that's what started it or whatever. And that was exactly. a trauma. Yeah. And exactly. of course, um, her grandmother <laughs> went through three breakups. So yeah. there was certainly a share of yelling and screaming there, you know, getting out of those bad relationships. Interesting. Exactly.
Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. You know, yeah. it has me really, as you, you were asking earlier, like, you know, do, do I make income with Juice Plus? And I absolutely do. And I really came out of retirement to do this business, to start this company. You were company. retired. You're old enough to be retired. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm old enough to be. It's not so much about. I just must have a good pension program. <laughs> no, I just, I just have, um, I've done well helping people, and yeah. and continue to get paid for the work that I've done. But this work was so compelling, you know. Like you, whether you have money or not, like fundamentally, I'm the same person. I still want to help people. Yeah. You know, I never, I, I became an entrepreneur, but I, I guess you can call me a social entrepreneur like i'm really interested in making a social impact sure yeah well we're running out of time and i still want to get uh into the self-confidence aspect Uh, what does self-confidence have to do with being a great caregiver well you know having gone through that whole process of having to take care of my aging parents especially my mom who had alzheimer's you know i had so many questions like am i doing it right am i being a good daughter am i getting the right care for her could i've done better all these things they end up being patterns that come from not having that confidence in the choices that you're making and that also is a stress pattern that also is a stress pattern it probably has something to do with um something that happened in your childhood. Now, while I can't just give away free rest sessions, what I have done for your audience, Dave, is we have put together a meditation that they can download and really start to soothe that inner child. And it will help in the moment. Like if you do it through repetition, it will actually, the other way to impact the subconscious mind is through repetition. So if you do this meditation regularly, you will start to see that by the repetition of doing it, you start to soothe those patterns more and more, or at least recognize when they're emerging and then have some choice in the matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for reprogramming your self-conscious. I have this whole program of of uh, declarations, you know, writing them down, speaking them for a six month period, Mm -hmm. because, you know, basically your subconscious is stupid. It will tell you, Mm -hmm. I mean, it will believe whatever you tell it. It doesn't know truth from, from fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, So how can people get in touch with you and how can they get, uh, uh, take advantage of your free offer? So our website again is rest.com and there's um, that's an easy one. Good for you. Get that. Yeah, it's two R's. Just remember oh, that. Oh, the so, two R's. <laughs> yes. So it's rrest.com. You can book a complimentary session to find out more if, if rest is a fit for you. And if you go to rest.com forward slash self-worth, then you can download that free meditation as well. Uh, forward slash self-worth. Yes. Okay. So what does what our rest have to do with um, your nutrient uh, aspect? Or are they together? Uh, no, they're not together. They're two separate companies. Two As I said, names. this is a new business. You know, I, I just started the, down this path of sort of self-care. It yeah. started with nutrition. And then I started to explore all these other things, as I said, like yoga and whatnot. So how do we get a hold of you for the nutrition? Um, again, you can also... Um, you can go to my website, drmitraray.com, and it's D-R-M-I-T-R-A-R-A-Y.com. And you can send me a message there. You can also order Juice Plus there. There's links there. I have that sounds um, easy. blog site. There's lots of information there. 
Well, you've been so helpful. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom and scientific uh, stuff with us. <laughs> Absolutely, Dave. Uh, My I pleasure. can't believe how fast time has gone. Um, again, a reminder that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on our other platforms that I mentioned earlier. And don't forget to check out my membership website, caregiverdave.com. It's a free membership support community with lots of tools and resources and free gifts, <laughs> as well as my Facebook page with the same name, Caregiver Dave. Oh, and please click the like button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on. It helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms, search engine algorithms, however that works. And please don't forget, uh, coming out in nine days, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. It's a great book about wisdom. Uh, please pre-order your Kindle today at the special price of 99 cents while that price lasts. Uh, please help me get to the number one Amazon bestseller by doing that. I appreciate that. It's a great book about wisdom. I've been writing it for the last 50 years. <laughs> Thanks to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday on your favorite platform and making us the number one caregiver podcast of the internet. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you all. Bye-bye. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers. But more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You can get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. Oh. 